Well, we are continuing this very long series called The Church, which is His Body. And we're talking about when God pours out His Holy Spirit on His body, He pours Himself out. It's not just that God has some stuff on a shelf, and He says, well, I'm going to take what's on that shelf and throw it down there. God imparts Himself to us. And that comes in the form of gifts. And they are gifts because we could not have them unless he gave them to us. And once again, the gift does not speak anything about us except that God gave them to us. But it speaks volumes about the giver. So we always, when we're talking about gifts, we need to focus on the giver, not the recipient. And so God pours out his gifts on his body so that we can be him, we can represent him in the earth, and we can impart who he is to those around us, the church, which is his body. We've been dealing with what we're calling gifts from the Father that are different, and and that comes from when we were in Romans, he's having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, gifts from the Father that are different. Today's part six, and in this part of the series, this is a series within a series. You okay with that? This is the end of this part. Next week, or actually two weeks. I don't, I've lost track. Anyway, whenever we come back, and we will resume in the earlier part of chapter 12 on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The thing is, when people talk about gifts, we often go straight to those nine gifts in the first part of this chapter. And obviously they're extremely valid and important, but we don't need to forget. Some people, you think about the gift of administrating. What? What's that got to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, it's got to do everything with the Holy Spirit. Because to be, to have to really operate in the, in the gift of administrating, it's going to have to be imparted. Do you think any of us were born administrators? You, you say, well, yeah. Well, I think we got it somewhere. And so again, today we're covering the gift of administration or the gift of administrating. And it's important to understand that no functioning group of people should be without the gift of one who can administrate. No group, whether it be a business or a church or, or a recreational group or a club, whatever it may be, you, you really need somebody who can, has the ability and the gift to be able to administrate because the result of a lack of administration will be disorder and it will be chaos. And you and I both, all of us, have seen groups of people who were just in disarray. There was no one that could lead. There was no one that could administrate the affairs of what was going on. And Paul wrote, all things should be done decently and in order. That's near the end of 1 Corinthians 14. And because of that, God has gifted certain individuals to see to it that this happens. Everything to be done decently and in order. That doesn't have to be boring. It just needs to be done decently and in order. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 27 through 31. And if you would stand while we read these verses in honor of God's word. Verse 27 in the English Standard Version. Now, you are the... Say, everybody say me. Me. And then say us. Us. 
you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed or set in place in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing. And you could read this. I said this last week. You could read this. Then gifts of healing, gifts of helping, gifts of administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. You can be seated. Rhetorical questions. Some of those questions are those gifts we've already dealt with, and some of them we will deal with in the next phase of, of this series. We have to start out by asking the question, what is an administrator? Now, when Paul's writing this letter to the church at Corinth, Corinth was a, was a port city, and so they would be very well versed on what the goings-on on the sea, the Aegean Sea, and then there was a bay close to them. And so he uses a word they would understand when he talks about the gift of administrating. He uses a word, and I guess you pronounce it a kubernesis. And in the Greek, it's a word that it was a steersman for a ship, the one who would steer the ship. Uh, he had the responsibility of bringing the ship into the harbor. There was a harbor there at Corinth. And his responsibility was to, was to steer the ship into the harbor. And this is the word that he uses here in 1 Corinthians for administrator or one who has the gift of administrating. You know, the literal meaning is just to steer or in some cases to rule or govern. Um, with this gift, the Holy Spirit enables certain Christians, certain believers, certain followers of Christ to organize, direct, and implement plans to lead others in the various ministries of the church. Now, if you're talking about the church, this can also be applied to businesses, let's say businesses, recreational things. Uh, the gift of administrating is really close to the gift of leadership. And as a matter of fact, some people, I think, erroneously equate this gift with the gift of leadership in Romans 12. They're very closely related. I think the difference is that this gift is more goal or task oriented, and it's also more concerned with details and organization. The gift of leadership is not always specifically uh, given to details and all the all of the little minute things that go on, but it's a gift of leadership. The gift of administrating is one who leads by dealing with the task and the organization. Charles Swindoll, Chuck Swindoll, says a Kubernetes was an expert in the midst of a storm. They could navigate. If it was a storm, they could still navigate and steer the ship into the harbor and do it safely. And... Uh, this is, some say this is a good definition for that gift. So an administrator, and this is another thing about administrator. Administrator is almost always at the helm of something to which they have been assigned by another. This is another slight distinction from the gift of leadership and the gift of administration. If you, if you're operating, and by the way, let me just say this. <clears throat> I can say this the right way. There's probably more disparity in this gift between those who have the gift and those who don't than any of the other gifts. You know, when you talk about the gift of serving, 
Everybody serves, and a lot of people serve well. Some people have the gift of serving. When you talk about the gift of exhortation, everybody exhorts. Some have the gift of exhortation. Now, there's just a little more disparity here between the one who has the gift of administration and the one who doesn't. How many of you know people who, when they breathe, they exhale, administrating? I mean, you know, you get around them, and they're administrating everything. You, you don't have to say anything. They don't have to think about it. They just ooze administrating. We all know people like that. And we can't do without them. That's the great thing. We just can't do without them. Uh, but they're almost, this is in the word almost, they're always at the helm of something that someone has assigned them. And there's the distinction between the gift of leadership and the gift of administrating. And we'll get back to it later, but would that we all would be able to administrate at least on some level. And in, and in some ways... We're called to do that. Well, we have a couple of three really good examples of, of being an administrator. And the first one is our Lord, Jesus, the administrator. Again, these gifts are imparting God to us and our imparting God to those people around us. And that's why we receive them. Uh, Jesus was the administrator. It says in John, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made administrating. Uh, he administrated a meeting with his disciples near the end of his time. I hadn't thought about this till I was studying this one time and I thought, here's Jesus. He says, he says, after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. He's setting up a meeting. He's organizing the details of a meeting. I'm going to meet you at Galilee and, and you meet me there. And then, uh, we see in Matthew 28, that they met him there. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had, watch this, directed them. And what's interesting is that the two angels at the tomb remind, tells, tells Mary to remind them to go meet Jesus, remind them of, of what he's administrated, what he, what he has directed. And then Mary does that. She reminds them. And so they got all these reminders because Jesus is administrating this meeting. Now, this is probably one of the most important meetings they ever had with him. Think about it. Had a lot of meetings, and they were separated for a while. They had gone fishing, and now they come back. But now they met at Galilee. The Bible says they worshipped him when they saw him. This is interesting. Just a side note. Why is this one of the most important meetings that the disciples ever had with Jesus? Two reasons. One, he was about to leave. He was about to go back to heaven. And two, he gave them what we call the Great Commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've taught you, and, and oh, I'll be with you always. You know, I've told you, I heard Derek Prince say one time that he, when he was in the military, and those of you who have been in the military will identify with this, that there was a thing called the last order. And you kept doing the last order that your commanding officer gave you until you got another one. And if you didn't get another one, you kept doing this one. And Derek said, this was the last order Jesus gave on earth to his disciples, and then he ascended. So we've still got it today. And our mission, everything we do as a church, everything we do as a people, everything the church, which is his body, does, funnels itself to go... And make disciples. 
That's what that's why we're that's why we're here. That's why we do this. That's why we do small groups. That's why we do one on one. That's why we have Waffle House Ministries. You know those kinds of things, because the most one of the most and maybe the most important meeting that he had with his disciples was that one that he administrated and organized. Another case, Jesus gave out detailed. Everybody say detailed. Detailed instructions to his disciples on two occasions. One in Matthew 10, when he sends out the 12. And in Luke 10, when he sends out the 70, it's the same instructions both times. He tells them where to go. Some of you like to say, I'd like to do that. It's not that. It's not the same thing. He tells them where to go, where not to go. He tells them what to say, what to do, what to wear. He tells them what luggage to take along. He tells them how to handle adversity and opposition. So here's Jesus, the administrator, speaking to his disciples, and he gives them a very concise and detailed list of what they are to do. And then he doesn't go with them. He sends them out. And he says, you know, they they have to follow his instructions. So, you know, we're not going to deal with that specifically, except that here's Jesus exhibiting for us a great example of being the administrator. You also have the Holy Spirit as administrator. I mean, my goodness, God says, let there be light. And so here we said earlier that an administrator is usually at the helm of something, at the instruction of someone else. The Father says, let there be light. God the Father, let there be light. God the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is brooding over the waters. God the Father says, let there be light. The Holy Spirit begins moving, begins creating begins assembling, and we get creation through the administration of the Holy Spirit. We're also talking about the gifts. The Holy Spirit's very clear. We'll read the verses again next time, but it's very clear that the Holy Spirit administrates the gifts, What all, all the gifts, not just in 1 Corinthians 12, but also Romans 12. All the gifts are administered to the body of Christ, and to you and me, individually members, He administers those gifts to you and to me. He is an administrator. And he also administrates salvation. Scripture teaches us very clearly that in uh, Titus he says, He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So when we're born again, when that morning, when that miracle takes place in that moment, that God sovereignly meets us in that place and changes us, there's a regeneration that takes place, there's a renewal that takes place, and that's administrated by the Holy Spirit. The next verse, he says, whom he poured out on us richly, whom being the Holy Spirit. So... And the other part about the Holy Spirit being an administrator is it says that he steered, everybody say steered, Jesus into the wilderness. He steered Jesus into the wilderness. Now Mark one twelve says it this way, immediately the Spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. Most of your versions say he was led by the Holy Spirit. By the way, it says he was led by the Holy Spirit to go be tempted by the devil. What kind of Holy Spirit is that? But he led him, and, and the wording there is an aggressive word. Now, there, were, there was no reluctance on the part of Jesus. Don't think for a moment that Jesus was reluctant to follow the instruction of the Spirit. 
Luke 1 tells us, Luke, I mean, Luke 4, 1 tells us that he was full of the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit drove him, some versions say, or led him. It's an aggressive word, but it's not a forceful word. And the Holy Spirit administrated steering Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Are we seeing a pattern here? Paul, the apostle Paul, was also an administrator. The church, he he steered the offering for the poor uh, Christians in Jerusalem. And this was a long uh, involved process that he dealt with all the details of getting an offering into the hands of the Christians in Jerusalem. Now, uh, he writes the, the first letter, 1 Corinthians, which we're actually studying from. And then a year later, he writes another letter to the same church. It's called, yes, you know what it is, 2 Corinthians, or as our president would say, 2 Corinthians. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he said it, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> chapters 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians are solely dedicated to the giving of an offering to the poor Christians in Jerusalem. Uh, people say, that preacher all he ever talks about is money. Well, Paul took two whole chapters in 2 Corinthians, and that's all he talked about. Every word in those two chapters about giving of money because they were collecting an offering for the church in Jerusalem. And he talks about earlier in that chapter, he talks about the Macedonians were, were dirt poor themselves, but they gave an offering towards the poor Christians in Jerusalem. And so he's going through this whole process. He's writing letters. He's talking to people. He's telling them on the first day of the week, receive an offering for the church in Jerusalem. So when I come, we won't have to be bothered with that. Just have it already ready, and we'll get it to them. Administrating. And then Paul writes to his spiritual son, Titus, this is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order. And appoint elders in every town as I directed you. The administrator is putting things in order. And that's what Titus was doing. So what are the characteristics of an administrator? Well, as usual, what I'm dealing with is not exhaustive. In other words, uh, despite what Sean tried to get you to think, I don't know everything. Uh, but I know this. That an administrator, one of the characteristics of an administrator is one who's prepared or preparedness. Uh, it's one who plans. Well, I'll come back to this. It's, it's being prepared. Don't, don't let, we, uh, uh, an administrator will not let things slip up on them. You know, I've told you many times, God has never been surprised. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, none of these have ever been surprised. There's no oops in God's vocabulary because he has, he's always prepared. Uh, another characteristic, and we touched on it, is orderliness. Uh, and I quoted Paul, all, all things must be done orderly and must be done properly and in an orderly manner. That's God's way. The kingdom of God is not uh, a kingdom that just blunders along with no order and with no direction. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you know people like that? I got to tell you, that drives me crazy. People that just blunder along, blundering through life, and never, never prepare. Things surprise them all the time. Now, I want to tell you, 
Spontaneous is a good thing. We are spontaneous, but we're orderly. And I want to tell you that there's nothing spontaneous to God. God's not sitting on his throne and he just has this sudden thought. Hey, how about if I did this? You know, no, God's plans were, were established before the foundation of the world. It's spontaneous to us. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak things to us and we'll say, oh, yeah, wow, I think I'll go do that. Well, it's spontaneous to us, but it's still orderly because God's involved. Um, I hate him bringing this up, but I, I mentioned it before. When I was a kid, you know, I guess I had a lot of friends who went to Pentecostal churches. I don't know. And I myself went when I was a small child, and then we didn't. Um, but guy, I'm talking to a guy one day, and, and he went to a particular church, and he said, Man, I went to church last night. Man, that Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me. He threw me up against the wall three times. I'm thinking, must be a different spirit than holy. You know, and some people, you know, it's, it's, it's just emotionalism. I mean, that's all that is. But he thought the Holy Spirit got a hold of him. And, and uh, I said, no, nah, I don't think so. Because the Holy Spirit's orderly. The Holy Spirit is, now, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to move you. And, and you might you might pass out. People don't like the slain in the Spirit stuff. And, and sometimes a lot of it is fake. A lot of it is people pretending to, to fall out. But when the Holy Spirit really zaps you, there's no pretend. But it's orderly. There's still orderliness to it. And and God's always that way. So just, you know, I know sometimes you think my Baptist is coming out, but um, I guess I got a lot of it out. But anyway, <laughs> an administrator also keeps things focused and properly directed. An administrator will take those of us who may not have the gift of administration, and we're going all over the place, the administrator has the ability to take that and redirect it, not snuff it out, not cancel it, not stop it, but to focus and direct. Now, because of that, sometimes the person with the gift of administration just gets on our nerves. They just irritate the fire out of us because we're having a good time. And they say, yeah, we need to take this and we need to realign. We need to make sure we're focused and we make sure we're directed in this particular direction. Again, it could be spontaneous and it could be who knows what. But at the end of the day, it's orderly. It's focused. It's direct. I mentioned this earlier. An administrator, the characteristic of an administrator is to have attention to details. And some people never pay attention to the details. Because a lot of people, we're just not gifted that way. I, I know people, you know people, you know, they, they read things. They never read half of what they read. They mispronounce people's names because they don't pay attention to what their name really is. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on because they're just not focusing on the details. But an administrator will never miss the detail. Never miss what, what's, what's said, what's written. And I, I said this earlier Obviously, one of the characteristics of an administrator is they plan ahead. Uh, another one of my pet peeves: people who don't plan ahead. It gets, you know, 
in the January issue of the Kernels of Truth, I dealt with these verses. So if you want to go back and read that, you'll get more detail. But Proverbs 16, 9 says, The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Nothing wrong with planning. We've got to let God direct our steps, though. And that's when I say plan ahead. I don't mean plan God's ahead. I don't mean plan for God. I mean plan for us. And then let God take our plans and do with them what he wants. But if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it. Many many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. And the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage. But everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. Plan, and then let God do what he wants to with your plans. And I'm going to finish with just three applications of administrating. And the first one is is the mirror. When you look in the mirror at your house, that's the person I'm talking about right now. Because when we start talking about administrating, we must administrate our own lives. Again, you may not have the gift of administration, but you have the responsibility before God with with the help of his Holy Spirit to administrate your own life. A.W. Tozer um, I would say in a book that he wrote in 1986, but it's actually a book that they compiled from his, because it was 1986, he'd been dead many years, called Men Who Met God. He says this, We must face the fact that many today are notoriously careless in their living. This attitude finds its way into the church. We have liberty. We have money. We live in comparative luxury. As a result, discipline practically has disappeared. What would a violin solo sound like if the strings on the musician's instrument were all hanging loose, not stretched tight, not disciplined? We must be disciplined in our lives. We must be, we must exercise discipline and we must administrate our own lives. In other words, if going back to our characteristics earlier, we have to ask the question, are we prepared in our lives? Are we orderly? Uh, do we keep focus and we do we try to properly direct the affairs of our lives again this is with the help of the holy spirit do we give attention to the details of our life and do we plan ahead do we do we just plan one day ahead do we plan ahead that's you know people say well i want i want to do something something i said well you know six months ahead give me give me that date give me the date now it's a year from now well give me the date now i'm putting it on my calendar now so when i get to there don't, don't tell me three days before it's going to happen. I mean, sometimes you can't avoid it. I get that. But plan ahead. Or am I planning ahead? Am I administrating my own life? A second, second application that all of us have a responsibility for is God's kingdom on the earth. Every believer, every follower of Jesus Christ is an administrator of God's kingdom. And what do I mean by that? That we're steering, listen, we're steering lost souls into a safe harbor. Go make disciples of all nations. You are steering by the work of God, by the help of God, and by the help of His Spirit. You and I are given the task of steering people into safe harbor of their lives. And so we're administrating His kingdom on the earth. Uh, we're, we're called to dispense, to distribute, to direct, and to manage God's resources. What are his resources? Him. He's the resource. He gives us the Bible. He gives us the, the, the Holy Spirit. 
You know what else he gives us? He gives us one another. He gives us the body of Christ to draw from. He gives us the other gifts to draw from. And we are administrating the resources of God's kingdom in the earth as his church. You've heard me say that the church is not the kingdom of God. The church is assembled, and I don't just mean in a a geographical location, but the church is assembled to serve the kingdom of God and to extend the kingdom of God one person at a time. That's our job as administrators of his kingdom. And then finally, what we've been talking about, the third application is those who are gifted, those who have the gift of administrating or the gift of administration. And I I referenced this earlier, but those who have this gift make any organization run smooth. So that guy, he came in, that lady, she came in, and boy, everything started getting all straightened up. That's because they had a gift that God gave them to administrate and direct and steer the helm of whatever that may be. I love watching somebody in that gift. I I wish I had it, you know, like some people do. But I love watching people. They just, they wake up and they start breathing, then they're administrating. And And they always successfully accomplish the task. The administrator is task-oriented. They want to complete the task. Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. And actually the Greek word there means it is complete. It is completed. Administrator. Jesus talking to his disciples one day said, for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost? to see if he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and he's not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. You know, one of the most depressing things for me is when I'm riding around town, any town, and I see a structure that someone started a structure. And you can tell it's been a while, but if it's blocks or whatever, that they've, they've aged. You can see that they've aged. And it's been sitting, and they've got weeds growing up. And I hate to see that. I, one time when I was in Mexico with some folks, and they said, we're going to a meeting about an hour south of here. And uh, so we went down to this meeting, and it was a pretty big structure, except it was just four walls of block up about 10 feet high all the way around. And it was a church or some building they had started years before, years and they couldn't finish the building. I hate seeing that. If you got one in your house, don't invite me over. I'm just kidding. It just depresses me to see a building or anything that someone has started and couldn't finish, couldn't, couldn't complete. So to finish up, it's necessary to have those gifted to administrate and to properly and successfully function as any, in any entity, in any organization, in any group. And it's equally important that we all steer or manage our own lives in such a way that we realize the maximum efficiency with our time and our lives, and we accurately express the excellence of God in the world. We can we can do that, and if we couldn't, uh, if you think you can't do that, he says we should and can, and so we do. So we give attention to our lives in the gift of, of administrator and recognizing that the person or persons who have 
an obvious gift of administration could only have that if God imparts it and has imparted it. And so it's just as much a gift, a spiritual gift, as the gift of word of wisdom or the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing. It's just as much a spiritual gift as those. And none is more important or less important. Amen? Amen. Stand with me.